sweep the leg. You have a problem with that? No, Sensei. Get him a body bag, Johnny! Yeah! Sweep Delay Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Mike Mac. Masunas, how's everybody doing today? I am doing great. And you're probably wondering, where is part two of Transformers Dark of the Moon? Well, it is coming, just not the day that I was expecting. See, me and Andrew, uh, we kind of got our schedules mixed up, and now we finally got it down and know officially what days that we can get together. See, Wednesdays is usually when I can do the show, uh, and Fridays, and then on every other weekend. And uh, he actually uh, is available Wednesdays, but lately he's had to take care of some family business, so it seems Friday is going to be the day that we can get together. So here's kind of the plan going forward, is I'm going to throw you guys a show out on Wednesdays, uh, unless me and him have something planned on a Friday. Um, You could possibly get not one episode, but two episodes episodes that week i'll do an episode just on a random movie i feel like doing on wednesday and then we'll get together on friday and talk about the specific movie that we have planned uh so that'll be some good times so we are hoping to get together uh this friday to talk about dark side of the moon and get part two episode out to you but tonight i'm going to be talking to you about one of my uh one of my favorite cult films the monster squad now, Monster Squad is definitely a cult film, and uh, this is something that I saw a long time ago as a kid. I fell in love with it, and uh, I hadn't had a chance to see it for a very, very long time, because uh, it was basically on VHS, kind of disappeared. And then uh, one time, I found it on DVD, I watched it, and I had just as much awesome memories with it as I did when I was a kid and actually I found this puppy on blu-ray and man I was excited and I have to admit the blu-ray looks excellent which I will definitely get into when I get into the movie review so before I go ahead and get into the uh, movie of the week the monster squad let's go ahead and get into some movie and music news So this week in uh, movie and music news, uh, probably my favorite story I've read today is Jason Statham starring in Transformers 4. We all know who Jason Statham is. Uh, I definitely love this guy. He's uh, he's hilarious. I always enjoy watching his movies. Of course, he's always a one-note character, always plays the same type of guy. But hey, he's always entertaining. But uh, the reason why this dumb rumor is coming about is because uh, his girlfriend is actually Rosie, um, the girl that plays Sam Witwicky's woman in Transformers 3. Um, basically, there's just kind of the talk got going, and yeah, 
So I'm not sure how this started or, or what's up with that, but it's kind of ridiculous. And uh, if anything, there's not going to be a Transformers 4. It's definitely going to be a reboot. Michael Bay, I'm pretty sure, is done with the series. I mean, I would be too after spending all these years on the same thing. Uh, so, hey, um, I just love rumors that happen. It's good times. Um, another cool thing is set pictures from the Man of Steel have surfaced. Um, just from what I've seen, they look pretty cool. Just kind of uh, posted yesterday. So go check those out. You can uh, go to moviehole.net. Go and see the set pictures uh, of the Man of Steel if you want to check that out. Also, have you guys heard that former TV Batman Adam West is going to appear in The Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, I sure hope not. Uh, he's supposed to possibly be a mayor. Um, I'm not sure what kind of credibility that's going to give by putting, you know, the the jokester Batman in a serious Batman film. But hey, it could be good, especially if Adam West plays it right. I mean, look how ridiculous William Shatner is. I mean, most of the time he's uh, making fun of himself just like David Hasselhoff. And then uh, recently I saw him in a TV show. And he's playing very serious. It's kind of a crime show. Uh, it's like a real bi- you know, biography type show. And uh, I-, I assume if Adam West is trying to be serious, maybe he could pull it off. I mean, Christopher Nolan obviously uh, probably did some interviews with him, thought he was cool. And so I, I think it's kind of dumb if he's going to be in it. But hey, I will watch it uh, and-, and have faith in Christopher Nolan on that so another cool thing is Mr. Van Dam, Jean-Claude Van Dam, he is coming back to the theater. He's got a movie called Assassination Games. Pretty cool trailer. Check it out. Uh, you know, I like Van Damme's Guilty Pleasure. My favorite Van Damme movies by far are Bloodsport and Time Cop, two excellent films. Uh, that's probably the best of the best of the Van Damme films. The rest of them I can have a good time with. Other ones are just complete trash that I just totally avoid. Uh, but... He's good times though. Uh, the, the trailer does look good, kind of like uh, JCVD. Uh, that was uh, kind of a biography where he's making fun of himself, uh, but it was a serious movie. It was uh, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I checked that movie out as well. So uh, another interesting fact, uh, actually in music today, in Billboard magazine, I read that Kelly Clarkson's song "Let Me Down" actually got leaked, and you can currently hear it on YouTube. Uh, this is actually supposed to come out until the end of the year and uh, you know that's kind of the thing when you have a CD that's done sitting on a shelf uh, unfortunately people are going to get a hold of it and leak songs but sometimes leaked songs can actually make your album much more um, what's the word I'm looking for more popular or you can get more you know the more people listen to it you know it's kind of like uh, when you have a lot of controversy controversy is usually good in the entertainment business because you get more people viewing it and more interested in it versus just the random no controversy type thing so you know leak songs equal controversy and you know it's uh, I haven't checked out the song yet but I probably will after the show so uh, just in case you're a Kelly Clarkson fan um, you know her song is leaked it's called let me down uh, if you want to check out the song directly off the YouTube link just go to billboard.com it's posted there as well so um, not really too much other interesting movie and music news that I found so but I am pleased to see that uh, Transformers is kicking butt I mean it's kind of obvious that it was going to be the number one movie of the uh, of the week 
no doubt about it. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if this movie actually performs better than Revenge of the Fallen. I mean, a lot of parents didn't take their kids to this movie. Um, so I guess we will see, um, you know, see if people are going to go over, you know, to see repeated viewings. Uh, I know my brother-in-law has actually seen the movie three times. Uh, saw it in the theater, saw it in 2D again, and then saw it in 3D just to see the compare. So I'll be interested to see how far this movie goes in the year. I don't think Transformers 3 will be the number one movie of the year. I think that's going to be beat by Harry Potter. But I think that it'll be in the top three, no doubt about it. I think Fast Five will definitely be in the top five. Uh, I really think that surprisingly it's going to be in the top five. Um, I'm not sure where, probably number five. Uh, but I think it's going to be like Harry Potter. Transformers will probably be like three four and then uh x-men i'd be surprised if it actually beats fast five but we'll see what happens so um other than that that's all i got for this week let's go ahead and get into my review of the monster squad something's out there and it's killing people and if it's monsters nobody's gonna do a thing about it but us monster squad or what So, The Monster Squad. Now, this film is super fun for me. Uh, this film is basically a comedy horror film. Probably one of the first comedy horror films I had seen. came out in 1987. Uh, the cool thing with this movie is it's kind of like the Goonies meet the classic monsters of like the old school black and white. You know, like uh, Dracula, the Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, um, Frankenstein. Really cool monsters. Um, what's really, really cool, and what I mean by Goonies is, is you got a group of, of kids, uh, really tight. Each one's got their own distinct personalities, uh, but you definitely can't uh, have one without the other. Uh, and they go on this really crazy adventure, and instead of looking for treasure, they're trying to take out monsters. Um, now, here's basically the, the rundown of the film. Um, it starts off with uh, Van Helsing. And, you know, when I think of Van Helsing, I think of Hugh Jackman in the Van Helsing movie, which was really, really good movie. But this is kind of an older guy, Abraham Van Helsing, and it starts off where he's trying to... Well, I should put it this way. He's got an amulet, and this amulet is basically composed of concentrated good. And one day out of every century, 
the forces of good and evil reach a balance, which basically means that the amulet is vulnerable to destruction. So that's where you know they create this black hole type of thing, which is supposed to bring all of evil into the black hole, mostly Dracula. And the only way to open the black hole is you need a virgin. And, of course, things go wrong, and Van Helsing gets thrown into this black hole right in the beginning of the film, and the amulet is lost. So then, we cut to present day. And that's where we meet the club leader of the Monster Squad, Sean. Uh, played by Andre Gowler. I've only actually seen him in this movie, but uh, the dude the dude is really cool. Um, I have the 20th anniversary blood uh, Blu-ray version of this film. The quality is excellent. Um, the sound looks good. The blacks look really, really good. Not too dark, distorted. Looks really good. Highly suggested if you can find it. Um, and there's a big, there's a lot of interviews with a lot of these guys from the film. And uh, he looks so different now. Now that he's older, uh, you can't even tell it's Sean. But uh, Sean's kind of the uh, obviously he's the leader, and he does a very good balance of being. Um, kind of a jerk but not really and what i mean by that is is uh he's always trying to tell his friends you know how it is but yet he's naive because he's a kid so sean is actually a really fun character his best friend in the movie is patrick and this is kind of where we get introduced to everybody in the beginning of the film you know you have patrick and uh they're already in trouble and detention and they have all these uh, artworks full of monsters and uh you get a really funny, you know, typical 80s school principal scene. Uh, what's really, really cool is after the principal scene, we get introduced to Horace. Um, now, unfortunately, Horace died um, after this movie, so he wasn't on any of the commentary of the film. Uh, he had, um, I'm not sure the exact reason why he died. I think it was um, health-related but um, he's kind of the, they always call him Fat Kid. Uh, he's kind of the you know the the guy you like to pick on but he's the kind of friend where you love to have him around because you love to pick on him you know where you get to make fun of him but you know that he won't take it seriously and he won't ever leave your clan because of the fact of you know you guys he he doesn't he doesn't think you're serious even though sometimes you are trying to be serious so he's he's the typical you know the third wheel kind of guy but he's totally fun to have around Ryan Lambert, uh, he plays Rudy. He is the leather jacket, super cool kid. Now, Ryan Lambert, I know from Kids Incorporated. Used to watch that show, loved it. Had no idea the dude could sing. You know, actually, I found out, uh, I watched it because he was in it. Because I'm like, wow, Ryan Lambert's in it? That's awesome. And uh, I'm not really sure what he's been doing, but uh, I think he's been doing some film work. He's really cool. Um, And the scene that takes place... Um, in the playground has good old Jason Harvey which if you don't know who Jason Harvey is he's from the Wonder Years plays EJ he's kind of picking on Horace and uh, rips his comic book beats up on him and takes a snicker bar squashes it and Rudy basically says stop picking on my friend Horace and has Mr. EJ eat candy bar real funny scene now one thing i never got is why is horace and rudy friends 
it just didn't really make sense. I mean, they don't go into it. This is a short film. It's about an hour and a half. They don't, or maybe an hour or 20 minutes. They don't really go too much in the backstory how everybody knows each other. But it just, it's kind of, I think Rudy is one of those popular guys that is there to help everybody. You know, he's the cool guy, but yet he's going to help the underdog. He's going to help the guy get him picked on. And that's kind of the perspective I take of Rudy. Really cool guy. He was definitely my favorite of the Monster Squad. And uh, he asked Rudy if he wants to join the Monster Squad, as they call it. The You know, the Monster Club. And the Monster Club originally is this innocent thing where they get together, talk about monsters, and make drawings and stuff. What they don't realize is that this Monster Club is going to be the reason of why they become the Monster Squad. And one of my favorite parts is for initiation for Rudy to come in, he has to say the three ways to kill a werewolf. Um, And he's like, name three ways to kill a werewolf. And he goes, uh, silver bullet. And... uh, they try giving him all these different things like, uh, no, no, you're wrong. And he goes, really? What's another way to kill a werewolf? And he goes, uh, chop off his head, you know, blow him up, which they play around with all this later in the film, which is absolutely hilarious. And the thing Rudy's like, dude, the only way to kill a werewolf is with the silver bullet. And uh, it, it's really, really good times. So after we get the basic introduction of the Monster Squad, that's where we get into the monsters. You know, we're going to get to how Dracula comes back. We're going to get into how the mummies introduced, the werewolf, the gill man. Really good times. Um, I really enjoy the werewolf in this film. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big stickler for the werewolf has to look really, really cool. Uh, I have issues with a lot of werewolf movies. If it looks stupid, I'm not going to watch it. But I really enjoy the, especially the guy that plays the werewolf. He's from uh, Fright Night 2. He's very, very cool. I, I enjoy him every time he's on screen. And basically, Dracula knows that he's got to get the amulet because the amulet can only be used every 100 years, as I was saying before. He finds out that the amulet is buried in a stone room under a house that Dracula and the other monsters are now occupying. And Van Helsing's diary, which is how um, Sean finds all this information out. See, the Van Helsing wrote down all this information up until the day he died. Unfortunately, it's all written in German. Well, of course, you get the nice little setup character, scary German guy. Uh, he's actually, you know, he's a Nazi Holocaust victim. You know, he's got the little um, numbers written on his arm. They they try to play him up to be this real scary guy that the kids are afraid of, who, of course, is going to be a helping hand in taking out all the monsters later. Uh, really, he's a really fun character, um, but... That's kind of what makes it funny in regards to the journal being written in German. Uh, you kind of get some swearing going on. You know, back in 87, you didn't really see kids swear. But the first time Sean actually gets a hold of the diary, he's like, holy, you know, S mom, I can't believe this. This is, you know, this is Van, he- Van Helsing's journal. He goes, oh, it's in, it's in German. So uh, it was kind of funny to see that, you know, especially back in 87, seeing kids swear. Uh, you know, you probably saw a little bit of Goonies, but, you know, they kind of go pretty crazy in this movie because I believe it's actually rated PG-13. So the overall cool thing is Frankenstein will eventually become friends with the Monster Squad. Uh, he is actually played by, oh, uh, God, Michael Faustino. And I know this guy. From Oh, sorry, my fault. It's Tom Noonan. I apologize. I knew I had that name wrong. Tom Noonan. I actually know this guy from RoboCop 2. 
Uh, he is very, very cool. One thing I learned from the special features is that he always stayed in character with the kids. He always stayed as Frankenstein. So it always kind of freaked the kids out. But he wanted them to always refer to him as Frankenstein, only see him as Frankenstein. He always stayed in character. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but we get into a lot of really cool, fun scenes in this movie. Uh, you, we get the typical 80 montage where the kids realize that uh, after their scary German guy explains to them what's going on, that the you know with the ambulance and how the hundred years is actually tomorrow night, and that's why Dracula and all these monsters are back because they want to open the you know they want to take over everything, and that's when he knows they got to open Limbo up to suck all the monsters out. And, of course, they have less than a day to get ready. So you get the typical 80 montage, and the music is excellent in this film. Uh, we have the um, Michael Faustino song, which is Rock, em, uh, Rock Until You Drop. Excellent song. Um, super good times. And uh, in this montage, you see the guys getting ready, making weapons, uh, stealing bow and arrows, and uh, making Monster Squad cards. Really awesome, you know, this is what I live for, is 80 montages. I just love these things, especially when you hear this song. And actually, I'm going to do like I have done in the old school days of Sweet the Lake, where I play music throughout the episode. i got to play you guys this song. It's called Rock'em. Uh, Rock Until You Drop. It is awesome. You are going to dig it. And this is part of the montage scene where the Monster Squad gets ready to take out the monsters.
All right. Yeah, that song clip from Rocks I Love. So, uh, of course, we get to the climax of the film, and this is where we get to see all the fun stuff. My favorite, obviously, you've heard, uh, you know, in the beginning about the kick him in the nards. It's probably the most famous part of this film. Um, that's where, and this was actually prior to the montage where they first, you know, find the, where they actually get a hold of the amulet. And uh, that's where Dracula sends all the monsters after the kids in the house. And, uh, you know, they're in a corner and that's when he kicks him in the nards. You know, it's flipping hilarious, uh, but... To, you know, when we get to the end of the movie, that's where the guys use all their weapons to take out um, all of the monsters. And, and the best is by far the werewolf, uh, where, you know, the guys are, they take a piece of, Sean takes a piece of dynamite uh, because the werewolf is attacking Sean's dad and sticks in his pants. He goes, hey, a-hole. And he goes, you looked. And then he, like, punches him, sticks a dynamite in his pants, throws him, and his dad throws him out the window, and he blows up. And, you know, earlier in the film, they were talking how, well, you could blow up a werewolf. Well, no, the werewolf actually comes back together. Now, obviously, this is pretty stupid, because when the werewolf comes back together, all of his clothes are put back together as though he never blew up. I don't know if it was bad editing, or they just didn't care. It's it's laughable, but it's still fun, especially if you're a kid watching it. You don't really pay attention to that kind of stuff. Um, but, of course, we get the famous, you know, the werewolves coming at him, and we have, um, you know, good old Rudy pulls out the silver bullet, shoots him, and the werewolf says, you know, thank you. You you released me. Thank you so much. Because basically the whole movie he had been begging to be killed. He didn't want to be a werewolf no more. He knew it was a curse. He knew he would hurt people. He just begged to be killed. So Rudy took him out of his misery, and, and of course he says the famous line, told you, there's only one way to kill a werewolf. So, good times. So, uh, climax of the film, obviously, is the typical, the good guys win. Um, some of the dumb parts is when they actually open Limbo. Um, when stuff, for example, Phoebe, which is Sean's sister, really cute girl. She's adorable. Um, she's in love with Frankenstein. They become best pals throughout the film. Uh, Frankenstein uh, sacrifices himself because Dracula is going to take Phoebe into limbo, and he gets a hold of Dracula to take him into to take him into limbo. He actually throws him. Uh, he throws him into limbo, and then that's when Van Helsing finishes it off and pulls him into the hole. But uh, but you get the emotional scene where Frankenstein is the last monster to go into the limbo hole. And you see Phoebe and him holding hands. Now, Phoebe is behind a bench. And you see cars going in the hole. You see light poles and a little tiny bench bent over is not going anywhere and neither is Phoebe. So obviously, it's kind of laughable. Uh, but at the same time, it's fun. You know, it's an 80s flick. It's just... I wouldn't say it's big dumb fun because really it's the only two stupid parts of the movie is how Phoebe doesn't go anywhere. She's stuck behind um, obviously a bench that's not nailed down, doesn't go into the black hole, and then the wolfman blowing up and coming back together and his clothes are fine. Uh, you know, it, it, like I said, it, it's hilarious, especially uh, if you're watching it as an adult, you're going to notice that stuff. When I was a kid, I never noticed that stuff and I didn't care. I thought the movie rocked. Uh, as a kid, I thought the movie you know, it was like a, you know, five-star movie. You know, I didn't really know what five-star meant back then. You know, I can easily say it's a strong three and a half, no doubt about it. It still stands up to this day. Uh, you know, 
you know, being an 80s film, uh, there's a lot of 80s films that hold up today and other ones that don't, especially for a cult film. You know, cult films you would consider like, uh, you know, The Wraith. You would consider The Crow, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, stuff like that. You know, those are cult films. Either you get it or you don't get it. A lot of people would watch this movie and probably be like, ah, it sucks, it's 80s, I, I think it's stupid. But, you know, if you sell it as the Goonies meet Monsters, you're going to have a good time. As long as you go and watching with that perspective of you're going to watch an adventurous movies with a bunch of kids like Stand By Me, a bunch of, you know, guys getting together to take on, you know, a certain, ob- you know, foe, whatever you want to call it, it's good time. So, uh, strong three and a half, no doubt about it. I highly recommend the Blu-ray. It's good times. Um, so, overall, that's my review of the Monster Squad. Um... I, I really hope that uh, that you enjoy that movie because I know I do. So if you have any thoughts on the Monster Squad, go ahead and send them in to SweepDelayPodcast at Yahoo.com. And uh, a couple different things. Um, I actually have um, a new iTunes review. Um, I want to thank you guys. You know, the last episode on Transformers, I had mentioned how, you know, I only had three reviews and, uh, you know, getting another one would be cool, but at the same time, I don't want to get nothing negative. Sure enough, the next day, I got a I got an iTunes review, and I thought it was awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and read that, and then, of course, I got an email from my good buddy, uh, John from Philly. I'm going to go ahead and read that, too. But uh, real quick, in regards to the um, iTunes review, um, I'm not sure how to say your name, so I'm just going to spell it. I think it's Ryu. It's R-Y-U. M-O-A-U, so I don't want to say it and, and kill it, so here is what the review says, it says great podcast, it says I started listening to this after searching for Transformer 3 reviews, it's a shame I didn't know about this podcast before, I plan to download and listen to past episodes the host has a really pleasant voice thank you very much, which is always a great thing for a podcast to have, keep up the good work, with a big exclamation point, smiley face, now uh, I thank you so much for your review, it really meant a lot to me to see that, I just I just want to forewarn you, though, on the past episode, especially Adventures Babysitting. That episode sucks. I absolutely hate it. I mean, the audio is horrible. Uh, the voice is loud. The music is loud. I mean, it took me a couple episodes to get the to get the vocals down and, and all that stuff. So just please, you know, be gentle when you listen to that stuff. I, I do apologize. But Heavenly Kid, The Wraith, uh, really, I love those movies. And back then, I used to spend like an hour and a half picking each part of the movie out. Now I just try to give short sweet to the point review of the film so when you go back and listen hopefully you'll enjoy it but you know please be you know keep in mind that it was crap so so again thank you everybody who downloads this show i really really appreciate it um please feel free to drop a quick review on itunes that would be awesome or if you want to go ahead and write in um go to sweep delay podcast at yahoo.com also on twitter that's stl podcast uh if you want to be a follower and keep in mind that uh you follow me i'll follow you so that's how it goes now uh here is i got an email from uh john from philly and uh, here's what he had to say about Transformers 3. He said, Transformers 3 thought it was great. Uh, favorite moment was when Sam... Oh, actually, I'm going to... Uh, well, okay, spoiler alert. This line here I'm going to read. If you don't want to hear it, don't listen for the next five seconds. Okay, here we go. My favorite moment was when Sam killed Starscream. Spoiler over. Okay. Here's uh, kind of the only issue he had with the film. Uh, he said a gap was when Sam had the watch on that could kill him and asked Optimus Prime about their plan. I could see Prime telling Sam if they had the plan. 
Uh, you know, he's basically saying he could see that Optimus Prime would tell him the plan if he really had one, uh, unless he knew about the watch. You know, it's, he's kind of thinking that maybe Optimus Prime knew about the watch, uh, which, you know, I kind of wondered that myself. Did did Optimus Prime know about the watch or did he not know about the watch? You know, I guess uh, it's kind of up for speculation. So he just said, I just wish they spent a minute of dialogue at the end uh, with Optimus and Sam explaining if Prime knew about the Decepticon watch and forgive Sam for... Uh, you know, forgive Sam and say he understands why he asked what their plan was. So overall, um, you know, I agree with you, John. Uh, you know, I'm glad that uh, that's really your only issues. You know, I, I've been listening. I tried to listen to some podcasts to hear some of the, you know, I knew people were complaining about it. One thing I noticed is I posted on a Facebook. I said, either you love part three over part one, you love part one over part three, or or everybody agrees it's better than two. And you know, of course, me, I'm in the I'm in the thing where I say it's better than you know three is the best. Uh, I had a couple friends say three was the best. I had a couple friends say one was the best. But I was trying to hear other people's views on you know plot holes and all that stuff. Uh, I've been trying to listen to other podcasts, especially to wait what Andrew has to say. So I'm really interested to hear um, what people's perspective is. So maybe it'll change my rating. But at this moment in time, I just had a blast with the film. So um, that is basically it for emails this week. Uh, so thank you for the iTunes review. Thank you so much for the email again, John. And that is going to be it for this episode. For the Spotlight song, now I'm going old school on this song. And uh, this is one of my favorites as a kid. I'll tell you, if you don't know this song, you've been living under a rock for all of your life. I'm not even going to give this song its introduction. I'm just going to play it. You guys are going to jam and have fun. Now, I do want to tell you guys, for my comedy bit at the end of this song... Um, I gotta warn you, this song that I'm gonna play after the Spotlight song is absolutely hilarious. Okay, think of Christina Aguilera's Genie in a Bottle, but from a guy's perspective with something else in the in the bottle, if you know what I mean. It's absolutely hilarious. If you have kids listening at home, shut shut it off, put your headphones on, you gotta listen to the song. I swear there's no swearing, but the song is absolutely hilarious and you don't want other kids to hear it. I have to play it for you guys because I swear I'm the only person on the earth that's heard this song. I die laughing every time I hear this song. So, uh, check it out after the Spotlight song. Otherwise, that is gonna be it for tonight. Uh, hopefully I will get another episode episode out to you by this weekend uh, when I touch base with Andrew and then after me and Andrew talk uh, we're going to be doing some Ferris Bueller's Day Off I actually have a list of all the movies that I'm going to be doing on Facebook so if you're not a fan of Sweep the Lake Podcast on Facebook just type in Sweep the Lake Podcast and uh, like it so you can get all the updates and then I actually have an earlier post of all the movies that are going to be coming to you guys uh, so if you have any movies that you want to hear me review feel free throw it my way and I will add that sucker onto the list and uh, I just want to say take care guys uh, this is Masunas out here's the spotlight song and make sure you stick around to the end okay talk to you guys later So fly, a young lady.
off wet. And for all y'all suckers that don't know, check it out. Some of them try to run, but they can't run like this. Like I've been alone too long with no girls around. My mom was wondering, thinking of some way to release it. I looked in the kitchen, saw some Crisco oil, and that's when my blood started to boil. Oh yeah. Ow. To be with me, had to make my dream come true. I wanted to have something, I didn't know what to do. It seemed like a good idea, and no one else was around. I stuck my weenie in a bottle, and now I can't get it out. Purple, all the feelings gone. Now, where did I put that friggin' phone? Dialing nine, a one one. Please pick up, I'm in a lot of pain. This was supposed to feel good, now I'm suffering. Oh, please answer. To be with me, had to make my dream come true. I wanted to have something, I didn't know what to do. Go on. It seemed like a good idea, and no one else was around. I stuck my weenie in a bottle, and now I can't get it out. She stuck your weenie in a bottle, oh
know what to do. It seemed like a good idea, and no one else was around. He stuck his weenie in a bottle. Now I can't get it out. Okay, relax, kid. We're gonna get this thing off you. Okay, it's Harry, get ready. Breath. Ready? Oh. 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 Now, now, now I can't get it out.